T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Turned out to be a pretty busy Wednesday around here as most of us were either going to work, waking up, getting the kids off to school. We were... Treated to this from Tom Brady. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. And that was Tom. He went on to thank a bunch of people and got a little bit emotional in that video as well. He was on the beach, which was funny because Perloff, I think, got a little fooled by this. Yeah. It looked like Florida. You could just tell that beach was a little more Florida than California. Totally. And yet he's, we know he's in Los Angeles for the premiere of 80 for Brady last night, and you thought somehow that he went from L.A., took the red eye, well, and it looked the, a little <laughs> bit in Florida this morning. Do you know Playa del Rey and Marina del Rey? Yeah. So they have apartment buildings on the beach. Yeah. Famously, they have a huge stretch. I thought, oh, okay, maybe that's Playa del Rey, but apparently it's not. No, according to Peter Schrager, he'd actually filmed the video not yesterday, not today, at a different time, and decided to release it today. Now, what I think is interesting about this, because Perloff and I have been debating back and forth, did Tom Brady want to retire or could he just not find a team and a fit that made sense where he could feel comfortable, that kind of fit with his life and did maybe a couple doors maybe that he thought could be open, maybe weren't, who knows. And the reason, another reason why I think maybe Brady wanted to play but couldn't find a team that was like willing to commit to him. Do you remember when he was talking to Jim Gray? And it was on the Let's Go podcast from last week. And it got snippy. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only I'm the scratching. question that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. <laughs> I appreciate your asking. Thank okay. You. If this is a guy who's already at peace with his decision to retire for real, why the snippiness? Why I'll get upset? Why. I'll tell you why. Why? This time he wanted to control the message. Last year, Jeff Darlington scooped that he was retiring and he had prepared all these fancy Instagram posts yeah. and his social media team had done all this work in Photoshop and Darlington went ahead and reported it. He wanted to make sure that his social media team got at it first this time. The social media team, him? You mean posting well, a video I, on the he beach? Didn't wanna, he obviously was not going to let Jim Gray 
break it on the Let's Go podcast. I think he wanted to really control the message this time. I so think you that's think that why was throwing the dogs off. He got snippy to throw off, throw people off the scent. I think he was really upset when he didn't get to break it last time. Remember, his camp came out and said they, this report does not speak for us. Yeah, and then took a couple days, like the so, weekend, basically. I think that's what it was. I, I think he didn't want his buddy Jim Gray going around being investigative reporter on this. Well, I just don't know if you have to answer it that way. You can yeah. still be evasive. Hell, Tom's been doing that for 23 years. He's been yeah. evasive in, in press conferences. He's told us that he's lying to us in these press conferences. He's admitted that before. So, like, did you have to use the F-bomb and get all snippy? I think he was maybe coming to the realization that there wasn't a team for him or something. And that's why, because if, if, really, if you're really at peace with your decision, I don't think there's a reason to get to get upset there or to be angsty or aggro or whatever he was. I, I think you're like, you know what? I'm still taking time. Whatever Aaron Rodgers says every week with McAfee now, you know, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to evaluate things. And then you drop your, you know, video on the beat. But how would he know when he said that to Jim Gray? What, what, I don't know when it last was. Last week. Last week. Okay. Oh, right. It was, uh, it was the, the it Sunday was, of the conference championship game. Yeah, it was literally last week. Yeah. I mean, how would he know what the, the, NFL was looking like. How would he know there was no options for him? It's impossible. There's like there weren't even coaches hired then. There's so much going on between now and then. You think Brady's operating at the coach level? Haha. <laughs> He's operating at the ownership level. I remember last time when he was leaving New England, it was not as the wasn't as pretty as you think. He was actually pitching himself to rando teams that I weren't know. even that good. I'm telling you, I know, and I think in February though, not in uh, actually in March. Well. We we know, but like say the take the timing away from it. It's a little bit different this time leaving Tampa than it was New England, right? I would imagine. I would imagine you're kind of putting some floaters and feelers out beforehand, or at least that's what I think. Tom Brady. Is I don't think of. so. I I I don't think he even thought about these other teams. I don't think he. First of all, San Francisco certainly was not uh, concrete. But you think he his agent Donye reached out to ten teams and said, "Would you be interested in Brady next year?" I don't know if his agent even needs to do that anymore. Like he might, he might go through an agent, but there's a Brady is like, we know at least with Steven Ross, who I know was like a Michigan guy is the owner of the dolphins. Brady's talking to him directly. Like, I, I don't know if Brady's operating with these, the, the players here. I think he's just going straight to owners and saying like, do you want me? Do you not want me? I don't, I don't know. I he's earned the right. Back. That's for sure. That did not happen. There's no way you he, don't know that. he called up the Titans, Amy Strunk or whatever the Titans <laughs> owner and said, Hey, do you want me? I don't well, I don't know if he was I don't know if the Titans were even and also, involved. Too, I don't think I don't think Brady would be that direct about that kind of situation anyway. I don't think he would call up an owner, even Steven Ross, and say, Hey, would you guys be interested in this? I just think no, that they would meet be, on a yacht. The, the the NFL came out with this investigation. They met on a yacht. Yeah. They talked about it and ultimately they tried to get something done and then they got burned. Yeah, for but it. look at all the steps to even do that meeting. You think that he was able to get a consensus of the whole league by January 25th? Okay, we all saw this year there was no one on earth who thought Tom Brady looked like he was having a good time playing football, right? I mean, call us body language experts or whatever. It was plain as day that that was not a great situation this year. So you don't think maybe teams were reaching out to him. He's back channeling throughout the season. We know this happens in the NBA all the time. Players are texting each other, hey, we should team up, we should do this and that. I don't think it's just relegated to the offseason. You don't think he was curious what Sean Payton was doing? Maybe Sean Payton, but I don't know if that ship sailed after they both got their hands slapped by the Miami Dolphins. Why? Well, they didn't, but Miami did. I was going to say, do you think that maybe teams felt a little bit afraid to kind of reach out to him after the whole Stephen Ross, Tom Brady on a boat story? No, 
Don't encourage her. They, Tom Brady's <laughs> 45 and had a terrible season and walked away from the game for a million reasons, not because the Raiders didn't want him. I, I refuse to believe that. I, I, I mean, he, come he, on. He, first of all, he didn't have a Tom Brady-esque year, but he didn't have a terrible year. 25 touchdowns, nine picks, and almost 5,000 yards passing. You don't think pretty that he re- looked like a quarterback on the verge of retirement, honestly? You, you don't think it looked like he was on the way down? I'll say this. That the offense... The whole offense didn't look very good. Whether that was Brady, maybe a little the blame goes on Brady. He did not have a good final game, I thought, against Dallas. I mean, we can quibble about whether we think his arm, you know, what's left there. But he's still making all the throws, even at the end of the season. So I, I, I just think that whole offense was broken. And then you had Todd Bowles, who was the head coach. So you got a defensive-minded head coach who's now punting on every fourth down, no matter where you are on the field. So I think a lot just really was wrong and broken this year. I don't think it meant that Tom Brady couldn't play. To me, I mean, yeah, listen, I, mean, I bet on him to beat in Tom the Cowboys. <laughs> we're not in Tom Brady's head, but I think he retired because he's old and he didn't want to play football and, and not his highest level anymore. And he had this gigantic job with Fox just sitting there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of logical reasons to think. I, I just think it's a little conspiracy theory to think that he went out there and got a sus of the entire league. I mean, come on. Well, the only reason why I have that theory is because we know he already did it once when he was leaving right. New England in 2020. Well, right. But he, you know, he, there's all these stories about him meeting with teams and pitching them. One free, he signed three weeks in a free agency. He had a lot of meetings and he had a, in that three week span, yeah. he met with a lot of teams and he was selling himself to them. That hadn't been figured out at all. Yeah, but maybe he could have done it differently this time. 855-212-4CBS. One more thing. I yeah. think a bunch of teams said no to him in 2020. I, I think so, and I, I wonder if more said no this year. They didn't even talk yet. There's no way Tom Brady has <laughs> talked to any of these teams. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> you you just don't want your mind to go there. Um, so, yeah, okay, do you at least acknowledge that he might feel old and ready to step away from the game? You know, I don't know, because, you know, Brady, I, don't, I think he's the kind of guy who will always look at himself as the sixth-round pick, number 199. I think he's very Jordan-esque in that way, where he knows how great he is, and I'm sure he's got a healthy ego about that, but also weirdly has this chip on his shoulder at all times. And the two kind of converge to make this super athlete and an incredible winner. And he's made the sacrifice with his body. He's made the sacrifice with his family. He's made all these sacrifices. I think he wants to see this out. And see this out to when? So in that, if you follow that logic, he fifty. So is he never going to retire? He just play till he's dead. Well, I wasn't sure if he would, if it was be an injury that retired him. And that's not happening this time. We were talking about other retirements that hit us hard, and we're thinking like, man, Larry Bird. Well, his back kind of came gave out. We didn't really remember exactly his retirement. Other athletes who have just retired off of injuries is a lot different. Tom Brady's healthy as a horse, as far as we know. You do remember that he retired last year, too. Yeah, but he obviously didn't mean it. Well, he did at the time. Did he, though? Because... Yeah. Okay, but there is reporting out there, and it obviously got confirmed, I thought, when they took away the first-round pick from the Dolphins, that he was retiring from the Bucs and that he was going to try to go into the ownership group or executive office in uh, for the Dolphins and then maybe go play for the Dolphins too yeah. with Sean Payton. And it got blown up because of the Brian Flores lawsuit. Oh, boy. We okay. talked to Ben Volan about it. So, okay, right. So you're right. So that retirement, when he retired and said those notes out, he was really thinking, yeah, this is just a ruse so I can go play with the Dolphins. That's that's what happened. I, I mean, they got fined a first-round pick for tampering with him. Right, not so that they, year, but... Right, but they found, I mean... 
I think there's like when there's smoke, there's fire. So, but, but just you think there was intent to fool people with that retirement so he could actually eventually take over at the Dolphins? I think that he was planning. I think the reporting shows, not I think, the reporting shows that there was interest that Sean Payton would go to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. We already know that, right? Sean Payton confirmed that the Dolphins had interest in him. Mm-hmm. He said that at his press conference when he left the Saints and that Sean Payton would go as the coach. Brady would go in as the executive and then somehow find his way to the field. So, but how does that play with his first retirement? You're saying, so when his first retirement, he was still in his head holding out for the Dolphins. First retirement, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just know what happened. Well, I know all that happened, but I'm saying when he first retired and did all that stuff last year, as he just said, he definitely was thinking, I'm retiring from football. There's no way he was thinking this is just a step to get to the Dolphins because nobody retires like that to get to the Dolphins no, because the Bucks would have his contract anyway. They would, but you know, if he does it, gets through the executive door first, and then maybe you work out something with the Bucks. Listen, I think Bruce Arian saying at the Combine, bad business, we're going to want five first-round picks for him. I think that bothered Brady. I, I personally do. And then Arians was gone after that. So with that logic, do you think he's coming back now? <sighs> I don't know. Listen, I, he's got a million reasons to step away. He's got a million reasons to step away. I can't say for sure. Okay. I mean, he seems pretty done. I'll, I'll, t- I'll give you that. He seems pretty done. But he seemed done last year. It does feel surprising to me, and I and I know we've like dived into his personal life, but like, and his marriage was probably over well before what happened this off season. But for him to go through what he went through, especially in such a public way, in essence, for what we thought was just coming back for this one last season, it seems it felt to me like it was a, a two or three year thing for him. Right. Like when he came back and the whole divorce thing and everything with Giselle was like, okay, he's coming back for multiple years. He's not throwing away a marriage of X amount of years for like four months. I know the one thing about that. And I've seen a little bit of this on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have, where people are like, all right, all that's left is now Brady goes and gets Giselle and they get back together. She's on horseback with her karate. (laughs) No, no, it's not that. It's just like, there's no way that their marriage broke up only because he wanted to play football. That's there's never one thing that breaks up a marriage. It's a lot of things that break up a marriage, you right? Have a lot of maybe free time, though. Listen, maybe in some extreme cases, it's one thing. Hey, you did this, and I've got to divorce you. But I think it's probably a lot more than just him wanting to play football. Oh, right absolutely, now. absolutely. It's it's almost as if there was some handsome jujitsu instructor in Giselle's <laughs> life as well that could have broken things up. Well, how about this? I wish we could say we planned this like to the T. But we were already planning to interview the one and only the great Sally Field, two-time Oscar winner. Just so happened she was with Tom Brady last night at the premiere of 80 for Brady. So it was already going to be a delight to talk with Sally Field. Now even more so that she was with Brady last night at the movie. So we're going to do that next. It is the Maggie and Perloff Show. We're across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, we're on the Odyssey app, which is absolutely free. We're on Sirius XM. And we are streaming live right now, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. It's Wednesday. Big, big news today is that Tom Brady calls it quits for reals this time. And we're waiting on Sally Field to join us to talk about her experience filming 80 for Brady with Tom Brady. Yeah, I think there's there's been a general disagreement between you and I. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think 45 at its time. I think you tend to go sports conspiracy-wise that there was so much more going on behind the scenes here. I it, He is 45. I think we forget yeah. because he looks younger. He plays younger. It is incredible that he got to 45. Oh I mean, it's the craziest thing I think we've seen in our sports lifetime that he's so good at 45. This was unthinkable before. And he deserves all the credit for that. I mean, yeah. he- heck, his documentary was Tom versus Time. I know. It's almost like that's what he was, you know, fighting more than even his opponents. Okay, this is a delight for us because we are such huge fans of our next guest. She's starring in the new film, 80 for Brady. Mm-hmm. She's a two-time Oscar winner. She's a three-time Emmy winner. We could list all of her accomplishments. We wouldn't have enough time for the interview. Sally Field is good enough to join us. Sally, it's Maggie and Perloff in New York. Thank you so much for doing this. Hi, Maggie. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is a little fortuitous for us since we do a sports talk radio show that you were at the premiere last night with Tom Brady, and then this morning he announced he's retiring. Did you have any indication that he was hanging it up when you saw him last night? No, I didn't, like, whisper in my ear, you know, (laughs) that guess what? Uh, No, he just was the Tom I had worked with on the two days that he came and worked with us when we were shooting this. He was friendly and um, and gracious and helpful and professional and all the things you would hope for. No, not at all. Not at all. But it was kind of total chaos on the red carpet <laughs> last night. And I, I attribute that totally to him uh, because it was like all hell broke loose. It was like the, you know, it was like the fans came out on the field. Like, <laughs> holy God. That was for you, Sally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow don't think that, but okay, I'll take it. Here's Must how you should me. tell the story. You should say that I, I whispered in Tom's ear on the carpet and said, Tom, you've done enough. It's time. <laughs> and say it was your decision for him to hang him yeah. up. Well, you know, I, I think he's gotten probably a lot of advice from people that he was just fed up from hearing anything anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, we, all, I, we all, the ladies and I would talk amongst ourselves that we were worried about him. You know, we're like mothers. We're like, oh, don't get hurt. Um <laughs> I watched this whole season that he just played, and sometimes he was Tom, and he was back, and you go, holy God, how did he do that? Uh, and then sometimes they, you know, the defense wasn't strong enough, and he would get crushed, and you'd go, oh, no. <laughs> um, but I know it's not the first time that he's had, you know, 300-pound linebackers running at him. <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm, personally, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's, he's, he's stepping down. I hope he feels all right about it. He's an extraordinary athlete, just such astonishing talent, um, and his achievements will I, I, won't be won't be topped for quite some time, if ever. 
You know, Sally, you don't have to ever step away from acting. You're incredible. But do you get a sense of what he might be going through? Like if someone told you, hey, you can no longer do this thing that you spent your life trying to be as best as you could be at. What do you think the feelings would be? Uh, awful. I, I um, you know, of course, I, you know, I sort of, you know, feel that for him. Uh, how hard that must be. Uh, the difference is, I think, you know, as an athlete, you always have it in your head, like a dancer does, that there, that this isn't going to be a forever thing. Mm. Um, there might be a a, a a notion in your head of how you could translate it to something else that would be doable, you know, in some instances it's coaching or, or commentating or something. Um, but I don't know that that ultimately helps to, for an athlete to always know, like Serena knows, I watched that too, you know, that last match. I mean, I cried through the whole thing. <laughs> um, and, I, I mean, I know she had it in her head at, at one point, and she started when she was 11, had it in her head. Um, if, if, this, if this works out, even in the best of all cases, someday I, when, when the world would think I'm still age-wise in my prime, um, I'm going to have to step down because the body can only do what the body can do. So I don't know if that, can, if that helps to know that that's what athletes, whether you're a dancer or, or a sports figure, um, ha- owns that information in their head going in. I don't know that that helps. Um, but I can, I can certainly sympathize with, with what that must feel like. I, I mean, I know the whole world was in tears when watching Serena um, or anybody who watched her. Um, again, achievements that are going to be hard to top. Absolutely. We're talking to Sally Field, co-star of 80 for Brady. So you worked with Tom for two days on the set. Obviously, he needs a new career. I know he has a TV deal. Do you see an <laughs> acting future for Tom Brady? We've seen a lot of athletes make the transition. Yep. Would he be good on the silver screen? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> God, are you kidding? Absolutely. If he wants to do that. I don't know that he would because acting is such a different kettle of worms. You know, you have to have a director telling you what to do and a writer to writing the thing. And he's used to being his own quarterback, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what I can't. I don't certainly don't know him well enough to know where he would want to go. But if he wanted to do that, absolutely. Absolutely. Who is the best, and I think I know the answer, who is the best athlete actor, in, you know, in your world that you've worked with? I, I, I assume that it has to be Burt Reynolds. Or have you ever worked with other athletes who've made that transition? I don't know. I'd really have to rack my brain about <laughs> that one. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, and I don't know that Burt would, would really qualify as a total, complete athlete. I mean, he was a he wasn't really a professional athlete. He was a college athlete for a, a minute. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'd, I'd really, I, I, I can't, I'll come back to you well, on that one. <laughs> well, compared to us mortals, Burt Reynolds was an outstanding yes. athlete. <laughs> to the but, people who uh, basically cashed out at the JV level, Sally, uh, Burt Reynolds' <laughs> career was something, of course, to be admired as football career. We're talking with Sally Field. She's a two-time Oscar winner, three-time Emmy winner, starred in films like, of course, Mrs. Doubtfire and Forrest Gump, Steel Magnolias. Now she's in... 80 for Brady with Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Lily Tomlin. It's an all-star cast, not to mention Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, 
uh, Julian Edelman and yeah. Danny Amendola. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Sally. We we call Tom Brady in the in the sports talk world. We just call him the goat, right? The greatest yeah. of all time, of course. Yeah. Is there an acting goat? Like, is there, I know it's subjective, (laughs) but is there someone who you consider just head and shoulders above everyone else? And when I ask you to answer this question, can we take out Jane and Rita and Lily from this? Because (laughs) I know that you would probably go right to them. You know what? I think it it is a very different arena. And uh, I don't think it is very subjective. I don't, I don't, we don't have the same kind of, there's no goal line. You know, you don't get over that goal. You don't make X amount of passes a year and nobody can do that. You know, X amount of catches, you know, it, it, it isn't a, a finite kind of thing. So I don't think you could say it, it's, a, it's a taste factor. You know, there would be somebody who would say this and another person that would say that. And, and I, you know, I think... Um, Kate Blanchett, the wonderful Kate Blanchett, said the other day when she was winning a hundred bazillion awards, <laughs> you know, why, why do you guys keep making a horse race out of the actors, mm. uh, you know, these actors' films? And that is the truth, because you, you might like that film, and you might like that film, because that's more my taste, but there's, you know, excellent is excellent. And there's a, you know, a handful of, of actors uh, of, of varying ages, a handful in this age and a handful in that age. They're just excellent at what they do. And hopefully, you know, as an actor, you, you hope that you can keep translating into the next stage of your life and become then that. You know, how do you portray a woman in her 60s and a woman in her 70s and then a woman in her 80s? And um, I don't think you can say who's, who is the best or who, you know, Tom's achievements there. There they are. He's won this amount of Super Bowl rings. He's won this amount of, and it's a different, it's a different category, it's a different way of looking at things. Sally, I, I think a lot of people do question the Oscar process, and you said, yeah, uh, don't want it to be a horse race. Do you think it's been fair through the years, and is is it getting better to be better, you know, more representative? Um, it is becoming more representative, and that's that's wonderful, and it's wonderful to see. Just forget the awards. It's just wonderful to see how many projects are now by women and people of color. And that's exciting for me to watch all of those and to go to all of those, whether it's you know, on stage or television or in film. That's exciting. I do, you know, I do like Kate Lanchette, I, you know, who is so smart and so wonderful, you do kind of say, why are we pitted against each other all mm-hmm. the time, you know? We're comrades, um, and you can't pit these, a lot of these movies against each other. They're so different. I can, you know, say this is like that, or which is better between this one and that one, when they're so, so totally different. You know, Top Gun and, and the, and the, the, the fe- the fablements, you know, they're two very different. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, they're both so good. You can't say that one's better than the other. They're both the, the best of the best. You don't get any better than 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 that. And so, I, you know, the awards see, that the film and television does it are, and even the Tonys. It's 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 hard. It's it's hard to hard to not look at it and say it really is just a way for um, you know the 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 um, companies to make money um, more money because they have now have the award-winning one or 
something. And and I don't think it's necessarily helpful to the artists involved, but. Sally Field is our guest. It's amazing to be able to talk with you, Sally. We're such big fans. Of course, now co-starring in 80 for Brady. I'm, I'm curious because someone who has, you know, the career that you've had and that you continue to have, what do you get, like, recognized the most for? When people stop you at the street, you go to a coffee shop or something, and someone comes up and says, I loved you in, I mean, they could say five things. What do you get the most? It, it you know, it varies. It depends on where I am, what state I'm in. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, what what part of that state you know if i go to new york am i in the west village or am i uptown or you know it it very much changes i i think over the past couple of years i've been surprised at how many people say young people like in their 30s say the flying nun and i go what i didn't even know that exists where did you see that you know um i don't think if i don't know if it's because they associate my name with that and they just think it's funny um, or they actually saw it on some network, something that's showing old television. I don't know. It's a mystery to me. So I just nod my head. Thank you. <laughs> Keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. Sally, one I love, I love, Hello, My Name is Doris, the, my friend Michael Showalter directed. I tell people to watch that all the time. If you're listening, watch that. But I'm curious, you're in Winning Time and now 80 for Brady these sports movies, what was your reaction when a, the script for 80 for Brady came to you? I know it's a true story. Were you just mm-hmm. immediately uh, like, oh, another sports movie, I'm in? Kind of. <laughs> well, first of all, my friend Jane Fonda gave it to me, and Jane and I have been trying to work together for many, many years, but they were never um, stories that really sort of blew my skirts up. And this one was a story about older women, yes, it, Friends, yes, all great, and on a on a kind of big romping road trip, all great. But but it what it wasn't about the men in their lives. It wasn't about them looking for the next date or their next marriage or how do you fix your marriage or what's wrong with your kids. It was about sports, and I think the world underestimates what a huge fan base older women are for sports. Yes, but for film, for you know everything, and I am a huge sports fan. And that's one of the reasons I'm in winning time, because I love the Lakers. Um, and it's one of the reasons, other than my friend Jane and my friend Lily, it's one of the reasons I'm in, I'm in 80 for Brady, is because I'm a fan. <laughs> I, I know what this feels like to, um, to be so, so absolutely um, in love with a, with a game and with a player. Sally, I can't tell you what a delight this was to be able to talk with you. Congratulations on the movie 80 for Brady with Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Lily Tomlin. And on the day that Tom Brady announces his retirement, uh, everyone's very interested in Tom. And you got to hang with him last night. So this is a pleasure under any circumstances, especially so today. And we wish you the best of luck with the film. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Sally Field. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I got the script from my friend Jane Fonda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Jane this Fonda, is definitely friend. a goat conversation. Uh, yeah, that's that's so interesting. Two days on the set with Tom Brady. I don't think he's going to become an actor. I was kind of... I didn't expect her... Of course, he gave a political answer on that, but he doesn't seem to have the acting chops like LeBron did in Trainwreck. I, well, but Brady did a great SNL stint. Like when he, Not stint. When he, he was good in Ted? When he hosted SNL. Yeah, he was yeah. good at... You know what? You're right. He might... We might see him in a couple of movies. He was good. Remember that skit in SNL when he was wearing the underwear at work? It's so funny. See, Peyton, I think, is a little better of an actor. Peyton Manning. 
Peyton Manning is a great actor. Peyton was good in SNL, but I don't know if Peyton would be as good as like an actor, actor. Maybe he would be, but he's hilarious in SNL. He has to be like playing himself. But can we talk about, was that a shot at the great Burt Reynolds, who in my understanding (laughs) was a great college football player? See, if you were going to ask me, and I know very little about Burt Reynolds, but I would imagine he's somebody where on the set in between takes, he's got like all the PAs and production assistants and everything around him regaling them with stories of his heyday in all of his football career, right? Like holding court, talking about, oh, remember the time, you know, that I was... He was he he had a full scholarship to play at Florida State as a halfback, and that's not good enough to register as an athlete to Sally Field. My JV Dartmouth career is (laughs) definitely not going to do the trick. (laughs) She was... She dated him for five years. You didn't, so I'm going to take Sally Field's... uh, Talking about Burt Reynolds' athletic career over years. And he, so he he had an outstanding freshman year and blew out his knee. He was a really good player. Maybe he didn't brag about it very much, you know? In, Burt Reynolds? Impossible. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. Impossible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know Burt Reynolds, but I imagine, you know, I think you're right. I think he would regale people with stories about college football. <laughs> That's what I thought, but maybe not. Uh, all right. Got a little flavor there of a two-time Oscar winner. That was cool. Very, very cool. Coming up, the one thing that just doesn't add up today. Had a lot of news, a lot of interesting stories, but one thing is just not making a lot of sense. We're going to get to that in just a moment after this CBS Sports Update from Rich Ackerman. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. Big thanks to Sally Field, apparently big sports fan, which I was really impressed by. Should we have a poll question? Did Sally Field take out Burt Reynolds in that interview? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Burt Reynolds' sports career. Did she, she throw cold did. water on it? Well, I, I thought I was going to ask her who's the best athlete she worked with, take Burt Reynolds out of it. And she's like, well, he's not really an athlete. <laughs> right, we were like, Wait, We've no, all what? seen the picture of Burt Reynolds in that Florida State uniform. Yeah. We know that he was teammates with Lee Corso, I think, famously. He was a real athlete. I mean, if her level of athlete is just Tom Brady and Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. She said she's a Laker fan. So, like, LeBron, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. else is going to really LeBron, pale and compare Kareem. Yeah, LeBron's an athlete. Contavious Caldwell Pope, not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little shade over there to Russell Westbrook. Uh, Wait, uh, do you have some news for us, buddy? So just a little update. While we were talking to the one and only Sally Field, which, by the way, if you missed any of that, you can always download the Maggie and Perloff podcast uh, or you can check us out on YouTube. It looks like a couple things have happened. Number one, Tua has cleared the concussion protocol. So first of all, great news because... Geez, I mean, how long was this going to go on before he's still in concussion protocol? Now, it's kind of weird because he's not going to go out and play a game. But obviously his symptoms or whatever, this makes me think his symptoms have subsided. I don't understand. Why he's in the protocol when there's Why no game the to be there's no, He's not in the building. How can he be in the protocol? Well, I mean, he might still be in the building, but... Why would he be? I don't think he's allowed to be in the building. No, just like getting treatment and stuff like that. You can't yeah, you can get treatment, yeah. but... I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean. The concussion protocol is supposed to be evaluating a player to see if he can get back on the field. And it's... February 1st. Well, maybe the team isn't like, all right, it's the off season. You're on your own, even though we know you're dealing with a concussion. Maybe they want to keep tabs on him and, you know, keep checking to make sure that he's okay. I guess. I, I don't know. Whatever. I don't even buy anything the Dolphins say about Tua or the NFL says about Tua because they lied about the first concussion. So anyway, wow. I'm very cynical about this whole thing. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that. No, I know that the against the Bills, right? Yes. Yeah, when he's yeah. stumbling off the field, they definitely, it feels like that calling that a back injury was disingenuous. Oh, you don't, they you had don't, a chance to go back and correct that, and they did not. And they doubled down. Yeah. It was, I bet, Mike McDaniel's worst moment of the season by far but I think he had a good first season as a coach. Obviously, they made the playoffs. But I 
believe the Dolphins that they want to move forward with Tua. You you are the conspiracy theorist oh, no. now on that one. You don't. No, no, believe. no, no, no. I'm. Yes, I. They were they were the best offense in the NFL when Tua was there. Yep. I think they want to move on with Tua, but I think it's naive to think that they're not considering veteran options just in case. So, like beyond a Teddy Bridgewater. Like a better Beyond backup. a Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. And Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, he, that didn't quite get it done. I, I thought that would be better. Well, and he got a concussion. Yes, that's and then the he got hurt problem. Again. He wasn't healthy either. Yeah. I mean, listen, if they want to sign my buddy Andy Dalton, I would take that. But I, I think, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. If I ran the Dolphins, I would go for a Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow. I would go all in because I am just so worried about concussions. It goes back to our interview with Chris Nowinski, the uh, renowned concussion expert yep. from Harvard who said that three concussions in one season is unprecedented and very, very long-term Documented dangerous. concussions. Documented yeah. concussions. And I believe, and I don't think it's a stretch to say Tua got three this season. It seems like he got three. And his whole career, quite frankly, I think is up in the air. But you can't, wait a minute, you really think that you would sign Derek Carr and mm. have Tua because you can't have, who's going to sit? Maybe Carr's a little aggressive, but yeah. what about Jimmy G if he do? But he's going to mm. sign up for a backup role? You got all these teams now that need quarterbacks, and the reason we're talking about it even more today is because Tom Brady obviously retired. So take Tom out of the mix okay. in terms of teams that need a veteran. How about a veteran who will do a one-year prove-it-$10 million deal? I know Trubisky. But with the Dolphins? Yes, but, but if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I could be guaranteed to start you, in Carolina or the you, Jets or somewhere else. Maybe. We'll see about that. But you, Jimmy G's probably too little high level. What if it's Jameis for one year, $10 million? I mean, what's going on with Jameis? I mean, not that no offense, <laughs> that sounds, to, yeah, you have no to, offense <laughs> to Andy, but I was kind of surprised that they never put him back on the well, field. Wow, do you look at, compare the two stats this year, Jameis was terrible. No, I know, but then he got hurt, and I thought when he was healthy. I think he had two touchdowns and five picks in four games or something. He, I mean, the, 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 state, the Saints stink. So, of course, he wasn't good. There's no players around him. Yeah. Everybody was gone this year for the most part, and then Olavi came on at the end. But anyway, James, somebody like that. How about that? Have at least a stronger veteran presence in Teddy Bridgewater because he didn't get it done. Because I do not think Tua is going to get through a full I season. Worry the season. Yeah. There was one thing that happened this offseason that really bothered me. Was it the team who said that he's no more in danger of having a concussion than anyone else? We've been taught enough as football fans to know that concussions are progressive. So what did that mean? I have no idea. I, I, it didn't sound like anything we've ever heard from the true experts out there. I mean, we don't claim to be the expert, but we talk to them and try to learn as much as we can. It, that just didn't square. But the thing is about Jameis as a backup, just for a second, is mm. that's the last kind of backup I want. I want a backup who doesn't have the propensity to turn the ball over. Because if I'm already down my starter... What's that's already tough enough for me to win and turnovers are just the killer. And that's what Jameis is, you know, his Achilles heel are the turnovers. True. But, you know, he also is a big explosive play guy and he's going to get it out there to Waddle and Hill. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. But I think you need a guy with a big arm, not Teddy Bridgewater to, but they love to was for his accuracy. You yeah, know, that was like the best thing about what he did. He was getting the ball to Waddle and getting the ball to Tyreek Hill. He puts a ton second. of air under the ball, too, on the long ball. Yeah, I, I, I think Jameis would be a really interesting fit there. Listen, guys like Jameis, the, maybe he gets another shot this year, but certainly Carr, certainly Garoppolo. I mean, you've got teams now. You've got too many teams that need a quarterback and need a veteran. So speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, a little bit more news there. 
uh, Kyle Shanahan doing some media today says he doesn't see, quote, any scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo returns to the 49ers. Yeah, I've yeah. Heard, heard that song before. <laughs> it's all deja vu today. <laughs> yeah. We got Brady retiring again. We have the set 49ers just like swearing up and down that Jimmy Garoppolo will not play another snap for them. What's going to happen? Brady's going to come back. Jimmy's going to play for the 49ers. It's like meant to be. By the way, I, I messed up Jameis' stats. He played three games, had four touchdowns, and five picks, and was one and two. Uh, so there's a question. Does Jameis have anything left? I'm not sure. But, okay, you you have to admit, back to it for a second, you have to bring some veteran in there. You have to have a plan B. You do, but that's going to be tough because if I'm a veteran, I don't want to go in there and compete with Tua. I want to go to a place where I know I'm going to start. Yeah, but... Like, who are you going to bring Baker Mayfield in to back him up? Yes. Baker Mayfield? Know, ba- well, Baker's not getting a chance to start anywhere. Where's Baker going to start? I don't know. Maybe someone like that. But if you're going to have Baker, you might as well just have Teddy Bridgewater. They're about the same. Mm, I No, Baker's highs have been higher than Teddy Bridgewater's highs, okay. I would argue. I hear what you're saying. Uh, you know, I mean, it'll probably end up being Nick Foles. But there's got to be some <laughs> some veteran out there. I, I, think Foles Gardner is, I think Foles' retirement press conference is coming next. That guy took hits at the end of the season. For no ungodly reason. I'd take $4 million check to be a backup quarterback any day. No, because you might end up back at the Colts, and for some reason they put you back on the field. Um, Stupidly. What about, who's, oh, Gardner Minshew. Maybe Minshew. Maybe, I don't know, what's the deal with Tyler Huntley, who now just made the Pro Bowl? Uh, I think they still have him. They might still have him on their contract. Anyway, it's going to be interesting. The musical chairs of the quarterback offseason just got a lot more. Sam Darnold. He's not going to get a starting job. He's not going to get a starting job. He also turns the ball over. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you always have that fantasy that guys are going to elevate beyond that. I'm looking at some other names: Jacoby Brissett, Joe Flacco. Oh, that's getting ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Heineke. There you go. I don't know. No, see, <laughs> you, you you perked up on Heineke. I mean, he's a starter level player. Oh, here's I'm looking at a list of free agents. There's one. Laura says, says Chase Daniel. Yeah, here's this guy. Who's this guy? He's a Raven. He's a free agent right now. Oh, Lamar Jackson. That'd be nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. How can we forget about him? I thought the report came out that they're franchise tagging him. This is a list. He, I think technically he's due to become an unrestricted free agent. So this is a list of free agent quarterbacks, and he's on there because they haven't tagged him yet. I think it's the exclusive tag that they're putting on him. I mean, Tyler Huntley's a pro bowler, so I mean, he's yeah. got to be. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, they have their answer at quarterback. Wanted. How about Josh Allen's like, I'm sorry, I'm too injured to go to the Pro Bowl, but the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, I will <laughs> see you there. It's like, you know, the Pro Bowl is not a game, and it was barely a game when it was, you know, the old Pro Bowl. And I'm sure they're all hanging out playing golf anyway in between all these games. There's a lot of exciting names on this free agent list. Uh, do you know this quarterback named Nathan Peterman, Maggie? I mean, Remember him? Oh boy. <laughs> you keep bringing him up. By the way, didn't like, play I'm bad. I'm not familiar with no, his work. she goes to a dark place because you're constantly throwing these things out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Nathan Peterman, who is, I love, did win his last game in the NFL as a starter against the Bears in Week 18. Or no, was it against the Bears? It was against who they beat. They beat somebody and or he they was, lost. He was with the Bears. Oh yeah, yeah, you're the only. He I, played well, right? I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you see, this is your bias. You are trying to will Nathan <laughs> Peterman into the win column for and, some unknown reason. Uh, I Any just game love where he doesn't throw five picks in the first half is a good game. <laughs> yeah. His he was 11 for 19 for 114 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Oh, wow. They lost 29 13. For Nathan Peter, I, I tweeted that day. 119 yards, robust. I tweeted that day. Yeah, but they pulled him halfway through the game because they were too close to winning. 
Oh, so, they needed that number one pick. It worked yeah, out. Yeah, they needed a number one pick. I think he should have been a nominee for Comeback Player of the Year, considering where he was before that game. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like to block for Tom Brady? His former teammate, Ross Tucker, is going to join us next. Don't move. More Maggie and Pearl off right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 